love lights. Welcome to the In the Magic podcast. I am your host, Victoria Loveland. Today we celebrate the magic of boundaries. If I learned anything last year, it's that I need to be more assertive and set healthy boundaries. As a straight-up recovering codependent, not establishing healthy boundaries has cost me dearly, and I'm well aware of their importance. I simply don't know how to set boundaries. Right, Taco? That's the cat you hear in the back. Anyway, before I delve into this book review, I thought the story of my recent burnout might be applicable. I had promised this very podcast would be available January 8th, and it's the evening of the 10th. I just had a beautiful family reunion come true, but also an emotionally demanding week that brought my sister's ashes to my brother to be scattered. I could feel Joseph's presence often throughout the trip, and Joseph's angelversary was just on December 30th as well. I scheduled this book review podcast on January 8th, thinking that if I didn't, I might not get around to reviewing this amazing book. So I tried to power through, and my body was just not having it. The day after I arrived home, I could barely speak. It's taken me three days just to get to 75%, and I have been making major mistakes, like losing my driver's license. I see the light. I'm committed to making as many mistakes deemed necessary to learn how to set boundaries with myself and others. The Book of Boundaries, Set the Limits That Will Set You Free by Melissa Urban is a bestseller, although it was just released this last October 2022. Melissa Urban, also known as the Boundary Lady on Instagram, is a dynamic speaker, and I enjoyed her audible version. She is very aware that boundaries come from a position of privilege and power, and she understands that people who are not white or on the margins of society may not be in a position to set certain boundaries. I appreciated her straightforward delivery. She is not nice, she is kind, and the concept that clear is kind ran like a river throughout the book. Melissa builds a foundation by teaching that boundaries do not state what the other person will do. They state what you will do. I think the thing that really sets her boundary book apart from others is her color system that describes the intensity of the boundary. This came to her in a moment when she was recovering from addiction and being asked to drink. All of a sudden, the colors of the Homeland Security Advisory System, now known as the National Terrorism Advisory System, flashed before her eyes. The threat level green had already passed, and she had tried to change the subject. She was now being pressured by the same person, so she went to yellow by saying, I just don't feel like drinking tonight. This time, the third time, this woman ramped it up by bringing her ex with her with two shots in hand. That's threat level red, Melissa said to herself. She declined the drink and walked away. Because Melissa has been answering questions about boundaries for a long time on Instagram, she has plenty of scripts in eight different areas of life. I found the scripts for co-parenting to be especially good, and I wish I had had them during that time in my life. There's also an entire chapter on sensitive subjects that's worth reading, Death, divorce, and disabilities are discussed, as well as how to deal with microaggressions and intervene 
if you see someone being bullied. One question came in regarding handicapped parking spaces. The question is from a young, healthy woman who had multiple sclerosis. She said, I sometimes use a walker to get around, but when I park in a disabled spot or use my walker, I'm often met with invasive questions from strangers like, you don't look disabled, and what happened to you? My diagnosis is none of their business, so what should I say? Melissa wrote, Green, I am disabled, and just so you know, some disabilities aren't as evident as others. It's best not to make assumptions. Yellow, I am disabled, yes, and I'd rather not get into the details of my personal medical history. Red, I will not be justifying my disability to you. Melissa also says that too often other people demand the deeply personal details of where we are in our lives. We don't owe anyone answers, especially if we are struggling with those same questions ourselves. I can say, as a mother who has lost a child, that this is so true. I have been shocked at the number of times strangers want to know how my son died. This question often brings up images of his last moments instead of the loving and fun communication we have now through mediumship. I have said I would rather talk about how he lived, and yet I have had people press on, asking the same question again, as if everyone wants to think about how their loved one left the planet. There are times when I am feeling strong enough to share Joseph's story in the hopes it will bring more understanding and compassion in the world, and there are times when I just don't have it in me. I may go ahead and write Melissa and ask her for her input on this. Chapter 10, Gifts to Future You, is about setting boundaries with yourself, and here the color system doesn't apply because Melissa thinks, why would we need to red alert ourselves? Although some of us with complex PTSD might really benefit from the color system in this regard if we realized the terrorist was our inner critic. She mentions a book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. The tendencies determine how people respond to internal and external expectations. You can take a free quiz, which I did, and no surprise, I am an obliger. Obligers don't respond well to internal expectations. They need external accountability, which is why on my last podcast I said I would review this book by January 8th. I knew I needed the external expectation, and so even though I'm coming in late on this, I'm glad I love myself enough to keep going after the deadline. Melissa also talks about trauma, how it can trick you into thinking you can't trust yourself and you aren't worth keeping promises to yourself. It can disconnect you from your own body so thoroughly that you may struggle to know what you really want or need. She emphasizes that boundaries are a practice, and because I am determined to improve boundary making, I am going to commit to this for the rest of the year. Every eight weeks, I am going to share a magic of making boundary story just to keep me focused. It might not be the entire podcast, but I commit to checking in and sharing my journey. And I hope by showing up authentically, it will help you, my magical friends, as well. I thought it was interesting that she waited until chapter 11 to talk about the fact that many people take it personally when someone sets a boundary with them. Somehow they might feel shamed or abandoned. I think I would have moved this chapter further up in the book. 
I have noticed when I have said, I need to set a boundary here, people say, you don't need to set a boundary with me. And I also noticed that the boundaries Melissa sets do not actually use the word boundary in them, which is brilliant. She points out that she herself doesn't always take other boundaries well on occasion. And then when others set a boundary with us, we may feel like our boundary makes total sense, but theirs feels unreasonable. Or our boundary is focused on our needs, but theirs feels critical. Or our boundary will ultimately improve this relationship, but theirs feels kind of selfish. And (laughs) I thought it was fun the way she nailed down the human nature of, well, at least my life. My favorite chapter in this book is called The Magic of Boundaries. And Melissa takes us through a typical week where boundaries are placed time and again in her business life, her marriage, and with herself. She then shows what would have happened if she had not set those boundaries, and it really brings it home. Healthy boundaries really are a form of magic. They can set us free. I hope you enjoyed this review of Melissa Urban's book, The Book of Boundaries. Next time, I will be sharing a song I'm writing called Can My Friend Come? I got this idea by remembering a song my oldest daughter, Rachel, at eight years old, wrote. It was called, Can My Friend Come to Disneyland? She had been playing violin at the time, and she had wrote down the string letter and finger number just above the words. It was adorable, and I wish I still had a copy of the original. But thank you, Rachel, for inspiring me on this new song. And thank you so much, my love lights, for listening to this episode of In the Magic. Aloha.